Welcome to Outdoors Radio with Dan Small, your source for the latest hunting and fishing information. Brought to you by Lake Link, your online fishing resource at lake-link.com. Outdoors Radio is also brought to you by Huntworth Gear, performance camel wear at a price you can afford. Huntworthgear.com. And by Ducks Unlimited, a proud sponsor of our show and of duck hunters everywhere. Ducks.org. We're also brought to you by the Castle Rock Eatonwell Lakes Association, 60 square miles of fun on the water, castlerock-petonwell.com, and by Woodside Ranch Resort and Conference Center, woodsideranch.com. I'm Dan Small. Today we'll check in with Charter Captain Dumper Dan Welch for another Lake Michigan fishing report. We'll hear about the third annual Clam Lake Elk Festival and learn how you can become a hunter education instructor. All that and more coming up on Outdoors Radio, so stay right there. It's time now for Madison Outdoors, presented by Pappas Trading Post, southern Wisconsin's number one Matthews and Mission archery retailer, located just west of Arena at the intersection of Highway 14 and County Highway H, and on the web at pappastradingpost.com. This is a feature you hear every week at this time on Fox Sports 1070 WTSO, and anytime at all on our podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. That might be on Lakelink, iHeartRadio, OutdoorNews.com, or other platforms as well. Joining us once again for a look at fishing in the Madison area and elsewhere, perhaps, is pro angler Duffy Cup. Well, Duffy, welcome back. Thanks for joining us again. Good to be with you, Dan. Have you been out now? It's been a couple weeks since we talked. Yeah, so what's up? I have. Well, number one, I want to let everybody know that the water temperatures have really come down, which is really good, and uh, the water I've been on lately has been 72 to 75 degrees. That's really a good thing. Still, you're in a position where no matter what species of fish you're going after, go after them early in the morning or late in the evening because, just as an example, yesterday I was on Monona. The water temperatures were down, and the water is the clearest I've seen at this time of the year on that lake in a long time, which means those rays from the sun are really getting down there. And those big toothy fish that I go after, they're going to be going deep. So fish early and late, because then they may be coming in once it gets a little bit cooler. Then they will be uh, migrating in a little bit. So pay attention to where the weeds are and what the water temperature is. But be careful in a lot of the boat launches now. The water is very, very low. I took some people out on a little bit of tour on Lake Mendota today, and I would say that the water level there is conservatively a foot and a half lower than it should be. So I know guys that are coming in on Wabisa, any of the launches there, boy, tip your motor up and everything because you're either going to be hitting mud or you're going to be hitting rocks. So just be careful where you're going. And if there's some bars or something that come up, you're used to it being five to four feet deep there. It might not be quite that deep if you're going over it with a motor down. Right. Well, let's move to Mendota. Okay. I know some people have been up north of Mendota on the Ohio River and you've been catching some panfish, but moving down where 113 goes over the river, they've been catching some catfish, and again, i got to believe that's got to be low-light situations. Perch fishing on Lake Mendota has been very spotty. If you want a general direction there, if you can find some weeds near a deep drop-off, that might not be a bad spot to try. The bluegills on Mendota have been fairly deep, 15 to 20 feet of water. Mm -hmm. Good size on the gills. Smallies in the weeds, just on the edge of the weeds near drop-offs. 
fish the humps for smallies and walleye, and uh, I know that just driving past that second point has been seven or eight boats out there. Uh, the rock pile comes up to about 10 feet, and it's about, you go just a couple of yards, and it's 40, 45 feet of water, so they like those areas. Monona. I was out on Monona going for muskie yesterday. I never saw a muskie. I saw some nice pike, but the water in many areas is as clear as I can remember at this time of year. There's a couple of areas that were still kind of cloudy, but that sun yesterday beats down very, very deeply, and the big fish with teeth are going to be sitting on the bottom in 30, 35 feet of water, depending upon where the thermocline is. Uh-huh. On Monona and Mendota, if you're going to go after pike, you go fairly early in the morning because they'll go in to feed in the weeds and it won't be too long and a feeding window, depending upon their conditions, will be relatively short, you know, maybe a half an hour, maybe an hour and a half if there's some clouds. Moving to Mud Lake, I know guys that have been going in there and working those weeds, a little tough to get in there because it's still kind of shallow, but if you can get into those weeds and they're throwing frogs out there for bass, they've been fairly successful. I even talked to a guy that was on Kigansa, and Kigansa is not a very deep lake, but he said there's still areas starting at five feet where you can catch some bluegills. And the one guy that I talked to was up on Lake Wisconsin, he said the sheephead bite is very, very good. Ha, 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 nice. <laughs> so that's all I got on that. September 9th, the Capital City Group has got the Pit Tag Challenge, and it's open to everybody. You go to capitalcitymuskiesinc.org. And the other information you can get off the website is on October 14th. It's a fall muskie tournament. First prize, if you've got a full issue of boats out there, is going to be five grand. And the only other thing I've got going on, the end of September and early October, I've got distributor shows, which are closed to anybody unless you're selling a lot of our stuff. Okay. Well, that pit tag challenge on the 9th, tell us more about that. What happens is, is you come in and you catch some nice fish and you make a phone call and they come in. You get official measurement and the guys that are in that boat have a scanner too from the from the DNR and they will scan that and they will record all the data and that's the DNR's way of gathering data to see how the Leech Lake fish that they stock versus the normal fish that they stock in the Madison Lakes how they're doing size-wise and growth rates and all that other stuff that's included in that scientific end of it. That's what we're trying to do is we're trying to help the science behind that. You can get first, second place, up to third place. If your fish was tagged, there's a little something extra in the bag for you. Uh Now, the fish are tagged with what you call a pit tag. How does that work? When they put those fish in the lake, it's like a little capsule that they will inject into the belly of the fish Uh at a specific spot, and it doesn't really hurt the fish or anything. And then when they scan that, they will get a number that will show up on the scanner, and it will show you when it's been planted, what size it was, you know, and the whole thing. And if you catch one 10 years later, they can look at that data and they can compare, you know, with the growth rates and everything else. That's a pretty cool thing to do. And those of us that are in the Capital City Muskie Group, we enjoy getting that data. We get an update from them every year, and it's kind of interesting how that has progressed. All right, and that again is September 9th, and it's CapitalCityMuskiesInc.org to register? Yes. 
All right. Anything else for us, Duff? No, the distributor shows will keep me busy, and the nice thing about that from Pure Fishing and all those companies that are under that big corporate umbrella is I get a lot of exposure to the new products that are out there, which nobody really knows a heck of a lot about right now. Companies like Fenwick are changing the way that they're doing business, and they are really bragging up their stuff now to be right up there with anybody that makes rods in the world. They're trying to make a step up to make them a very elite type of a rod for people and I look at what they've got to offer and I, I need to get some in my hands before I make a judgment on it but I, I think it's really going to be unique if you're looking to spend a little bit of money on a, on a rod because you want good performance Fenton could not be a bad one to go to once they get out on the market Alright, well Duffy, thank you so much have fun with the pit tag challenge and we'll catch up with you again this fall sometime very good, Dan. Nice talking to you. You bet. Duffy Cup with the Madison Report, brought to you by Pappas Trading Post. You can find them on the web at pappastradingpost.com, and you can actually find them, walk right into their store, just west of Arena on Highway 14, where County Highway H goes south. I'm Dan Small. You are listening to Outdoors Radio. Step outside, let us be your guide. Florence County, Wisconsin. Are you looking for that perfect Northwoods destination for outdoor recreation? Florence County has over 200,000 acres of unclouded public land with 160 plus miles of beautiful ATV UTV trails, many lakes and rivers to fish or paddle, seven wild river waterfalls to explore, horse trails with campgrounds, and friendly bars and restaurants. Go to exploreflorencecounty.com and plan your trip today. Pappas Trading Post is Southern Wisconsin's number one Matthews and Mission archery retailer. Located just west of Arena on Highway 14, they have a full-service pro shop, a 40-yard indoor range, a large selection of archery accessories, and a full assortment of Matthews apparel. Their expert staff can tune your bow for top performance. Gear up for bow season at Pappas Trading Post. Look for the two giant arrows and stop at Pappas Trading Post on Highway 14 west of Arena or visit PappasTradingPost.com. Castle Rock and Petenwell are two of Wisconsin's largest inland lakes. With more than 60 square miles of water, they offer four seasons of outdoor fun. Halfway between the Twin Cities and Chicago, and just minutes from Wisconsin Rapids and the Dells, you'll enjoy family-friendly resorts and campgrounds, great fishing, bike trails, county, state, and national parks, and the Nesita National Wildlife Refuge. Learn more at castlerock-petenwell.com or on Facebook at Castle Rock Petenwell Lakes Association. If you're ever in a motor vehicle accident, call Hupie and Abraham, named Best Personal Injury Law Firm by the Wisconsin Law Journal year after year. The firm of Hupie and Abraham has collected more than a billion dollars for its clients. In fact, they collect millions of dollars every month for hundreds of satisfied clients. Call the firm voted best and rated best, Hupie and Abraham, 800-800-5678, or visit com. And all 11 offices of Hupie and Abraham in Wisconsin, Iowa, and Illinois are open for business. The firm of Hupie and Abraham has paid tens of thousands of dollars in rewards to help solve crimes in the Milwaukee area. And Michael Hupie is the president of Milwaukee Crime Stoppers. He's offering a $25,000 reward for the next 
anonymous tip that solves a homicide case. So if you've got a tip on an unsolved homicide case, visit MilwaukeeCrimestoppers.com. Well, joining us this week from Wisconsin Rapids, once again, Jeff Kelm. Jeff, welcome back, and good to talk to you. Yeah, thanks, Dan. How did your tournament go in South Dakota? Well, it was uh, warm at the very beginning, but uh, things cooled off a little bit for us. Ended up being uh, pretty comfortable by the final day of competition. But uh, tough, tough conditions for the anglers, of course. You know, when you're in triple-digit heat, you can't even concentrate on fishing. I mean, so these guys really came in with uh, limited practice time, uh, scrambling for fish that were really in a late summer transition into into fall uh, in a system that's full of fish, but they were just scattered all over the place. No concentration. You get a, a bite here, a bite there, and then you cross your fingers, it's big enough. So um, lower weights, but uh, uh, Tim Sanderson and Brady, pa- Brady Pavel, uh, who are uh, local to the area, they won the event, um, edging out uh, the rest of the field. It was a very, very tight field for uh, for the anglers, and and it did make it exciting that way. And you know, the community of Pickstown and Lake Andes and all them out there uh, are so good. We we had a big crowd back when we had the National Walleye Tour in June, and we had a, a big crowd again uh, this last weekend for. The Masters Walleye Circuit. So it was cool for that, uh, for that reason as well. Uh, the anglers loved coming up, you know, pulling their boats up to the top of the hill and seeing the, uh, hundreds upon hundreds of people there to, to watch the, watch the way. And it was neat. I'll bet they enjoy that. And the local guys, when conditions are tough, not always, but they often have the edge, don't they? Yeah. You know, we talk about that all the time, especially these traveling circuits. You, you just, uh, it's hard to beat a local on their own body of water. The only thing that gets a local, is that they, they fish memories and they'll be like, man, I got this, you know, this was a hot spot, you know, last year at this time. And, and they kind of just get stuck in, in that at times because you, you just do what's familiar to you. Whereas somebody coming in, fresh pair of eyes, they figured it out on Monday and they just stayed on it all week. And, um, and, and so that's, that's about the only time that you get somebody that beats a local, but, uh, and it does happen. But it was, uh, it was neat to see them win. They had family there, little kids come running up, big signs made for them. It was, it was neat. Very cool. Cool. Well, you mentioned fishing memories. I learned that tech, that, uh, that tactic or that strategy from Mike McClelland many years ago on Lake Winnebago. He said, a lot of guys make the mistake of fishing memories. And I was at the world muskie hunt this past weekend. And that's one thing I did not do. Well, I should take that back. I fished, uh, Sweeney Lake, which is the only lake I, my guys caught a fish on last year. But otherwise, I fished four lakes I've never fished before, and it didn't do me any good. The conditions, <laughs> we didn't have hot weather up in northern Wisconsin, but we had a couple of cold fronts come through at drizzly mornings on two of the days. Um, I saw two fish on the deepest, clearest lake on the third day, and that was it for me. And I, I'm going to write it up for Wisconsin Outdoor News a uh, number of fish were caught. Most of them were in the 30s, a couple in the mid-40s, and a 49 that unfortunately died and earned, um, uh, Greg Scriver actually earned the 
dead fish award for that, which mm. which is something that uh, goes to somebody who screws up. I mean, they did their best to revive the fish, but it's going to turn into a replica mount, which means it's not going to go to waste. But it was a good event. It always is. Up in Lake Tomahawk was a lot of fun. And that, I'm uh, that 49, by the way, was that uh, was the guide my buddy Todd Forcier by any chance? <laughs> Todd Forcier was there. He was the guide, and he explained how that whole thing went down and i wish i had recorded it it was quite a story interesting interesting i did see some pictures and i was looking for your name scrolling across those photos from the world muskie hunt i just didn't see it come across no 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 photo. well i caught two bass and uh, and two pike or actually I caught one bass and two pike on big muskie baits uh nine inch swim whiz or believer uh, which is a shallow diving crankbait. And um, one bass it was just a few inches longer than the bait, but uh, the guy I was with, Will Brocker, caught a very nice bass on a fat bastard topwater musky bait. So we got fish on the musky baits, but no muskies. That's yeah, the way it goes. Yeah. yeah, and I don't know if you've seen this, but Washburn County, there's a deer farm there that had a three-year-old doe test positive for CWD. I looked in the... In uh, DNR website uh, info on CWD, that's a new county, so that will will be a county added to the no baiting or feeding list. And depending on the location of the deer farm, I haven't seen the DNR report yet. It may impact an adjacent county as well. They're getting close to where you and I hunt up in Douglas and Bayfield County, mm-hmm. but so far not there. Well, we've got some winners to for the Charlie Barron's tickets this weekend. I'll announce those later in the show. But coming up, Charter Captain Dumper Dan. Welsh reports on Lake Michigan fishing action off Sheboygan. One more time, DNR Hunter Education Administrator Mike Weber talks about considering becoming a hunter education instructor. He puts the the pitch out there, and if you're if you're thinking you might want to do that, better listen to this. I think he's got some good uh, argument for why you might want to look into it. And Rob Sparhawk invites us all to attend the third annual Clam Lake Elk Festival coming up on September 23rd. All that and more straight ahead on Outdoors Radio. Since our inception, Huntworth has worked relentlessly to incorporate innovative technologies and forward-thinking design into affordable camouflage apparel. Our gear, designed with the Disruption Camel Pattern, utilizes computer-generated graphics featuring a high level of random and abstract visual noise to help you remain undetected in the environment. So whether you need the latest in hunting gear technology or clothing that just simply fits your lifestyle, Huntworth Gear is what you're looking for. HuntworthGear.com. That's HuntworthGear.com. Are you looking for that perfect Northwoods destination for outdoor recreation? Florence County has over 200,000 acres of unclouded public land with 160 plus miles of beautiful ATV UTV trails, many lakes and rivers to fish or paddle, seven wild river waterfalls to explore, horse trails with campgrounds, and friendly bars and restaurants. Go to exploreflorencecounty.com and plan your trip today. Castle Rock and Petenwell are two of Wisconsin's largest inland lakes. With more than 60 square miles of water, they offer four seasons of outdoor fun. Halfway between the Twin Cities and Chicago, and just minutes from Wisconsin Rapids and the Dells, you'll enjoy family-friendly resorts and campgrounds, great fishing, bike trails, county, state, and national parks, and the Nacita National Wildlife Refuge. Learn more at castlerock-petenwell.com or on Facebook at Castle Rock Petenwell Lakes Association. 
Pappas Trading Post is Southern Wisconsin's number one Matthews and Mission archery retailer. Located just west of Arena on Highway 14, they have a full-service pro shop, a 40-yard indoor range, a large selection of archery accessories, and a full assortment of Matthews apparel. Their expert staff can tune your bow for top performance. Gear up for bow season at Pappas Trading Post. Look for the two giant arrows and stop at Pappas Trading Post on Highway 14 west of Arena or visit PappasTradingPost.com. Enjoy the ultimate shooting experience at the Range of Richfield, your one-stop shop for all shooters. Just north of the Richfield Cabela's store on Helson Drive, the Range of Richfield offers 12 state-of-the-art 25-yard indoor shooting lanes for all pistol and common rifle loads. Classes in home defense, basic handgun and concealed carry, a retail shop, trophy mount display, and more in a welcoming, family-friendly setting. Open daily except Monday to the public and members. Your ultimate shooting experience, therangewi.com. Welcome back to your source for the latest hunting and fishing information. Outdoors Radio with Dan Small. Welcome back to Outdoors Radio. I'm Dan Small. You probably know that elk have been reintroduced to Wisconsin, first in the Clam Lake area and more recently in Jackson County near Black River Falls. Elk were native here, of course, but they were wiped out, extirpated is really the technical term, in the late 1800s. Well, they're back, and up in Clam Lake, there's a festival to celebrate the elk. It's coming up on September 23rd. And joining us now to talk about the Clam Lake Elk Festival is Rob Sparhawk. Rob, welcome to the Outdoors Radio Network, and thanks for joining us. Well, thank you, Dan. Tell us about the Elk Festival. I understand this is the third annual, right? Yep, this is our third annual elk festival in Clam Lake. Everything is free to the public, and we're really proud of it. Our biologist here, Josh Owens, is going to be there at 9.30 talking about the elk herd, and we usually quite a few people for that. And then we have lots of vendors and crafts, and we have an elk walk tour where I take people out, and hopefully we'll see some elk, but we see where they've been rubbing off their uh, velvet and you know where, they, where they've been living. The elk rut should be starting pretty soon, I, I think, Mid-September is kind of yeah. a peak, isn't it? Well, this morning around 2 o'clock, I had my first elk bugle back at me because it was so cold this morning. It was like like 45 degrees this morning, and I got a younger one to answer me back. So they're, they're starting already, yep. All right. Do you go out bugling them? Yeah. Yeah, I take people out on tours, and I also go out myself these earlier weeks and see if I can find them and call them in. And at last, we have a lot of cabs in Clam Lake now which I noticed over the summer. Now they're out standing alongside the road and on some of the trails, moms and their their calves. And, the, and then the bulls are out in the middle of the clear cuts. Now if you see this tree shaking, uh, you know what they're doing. They're rubbing off that velvet. Yeah, now I was on an elk calf roundup, I guess you'd call it, down here in Black River Falls back in June. It was mid-June. And we found two that day, and we shot a segment that we're going to air on this year's Deer Hunt Wisconsin show. That was my first experience of being that near an elk calf. I've seen elk before, but not the calves. Um, it was really something. Yeah, I've been lucky enough to be on a few of them, and over my course of searching for antlers up here in Clam Lake, I've actually found a few shed calf collars where they are all growing them. Yeah, we didn't have an official calf search this year, I don't think, up in Clam Lake. I know that Josh and some of the people from the DNR had gone down from UWSP route looking for them, but we didn't have the volunteer one up here. That was down in Black River Falls the last two years. Uh-huh. 
Well, you mentioned shed antlers and finding them or looking for them. Four or five years ago, I was grouse hunting up your way with Mark Nissen of Classic Bird Hunts, and he actually found a pair of elk sheds right off the trail, just off an old roadbed there. He found one. Uh, he shot a woodcock, and he went out. He put his hat on a tree where he found that shed. Went out, picked up the woodcock, came back, and found the second shed of the pair. It's an actual matched pair. And he said in all the years he's been up there, he'd never found them before. But we were with him when he found them. It was pretty remarkable. Yeah, I've heard of that. Yeah, yeah. I've heard of him that he did that. i got a dog that's really good at finding them. You know, since we've had the official state hunt up in Clam Lake area, I have not found as many bullsheds just because there's, you know, there's less on the landscape. Usually I could find them in the ditch and a few places like that. We're still finding smaller spikes. You know, once in a while it's six by six, but unlike out west where there's thousands of them here, we only have like 300 total, maybe 50 of them that drop, you know, antlers are able to find. I'm sure it is hard to find them. And speaking of shed antlers, you're going to have a shed antler hunt for kids, aren't you? Yeah, so it's going to be some elk sheds, mainly whitetail sheds, because it's going to be kind of like a Easter egg on, you know, being in the fall here. They don't shed them in the fall. They drop them off in the spring, but I'm going to put them out there in age groups and let the kids find some. And people are welcome to drop anything they have off that land lake if they want to donate a shed antler or even pieces of it. Okay, where can people drop those off? At Clam Lake Junction, it's right on 77 in Clam Lake. Any time up until the morning of the shed hunt, which is going to be going on at 1.30. As during, like I said, at the start of the event, it opens at 8, it's all free vendors. And then at the start of the event, Josh will be talking at 9.30. I want to get that straight for everybody, 9.30 for the elk information or elk presentation. Then we go on to a two-mile walk, which is not competitive. It's just a walk where I show people where they're living in the area. And then the shed hunts after that. Okay. And this, again, is on the 23rd, so it's coming up pretty soon. Everything's going to be right there at Clam Lake Junction at the gas station in Clam Lake, correct? Yeah, yeah. The owner of uh, Clam Lake, he took it over about three years ago, and he's really community-minded. He uh, wanted to put this on, and he's busy running his restaurant and his gas station, so the job of the Elk Fest fell in my hands since I, I go out and look at him every single day that I can. You have to say I'm pretty lucky to live where I live. I get to see him every day, plus I have friends down in Warrens, too, so I get to see the Wisconsin herd pretty good. <laughs> Oh, fantastic. Well, if people want to go or want more information, how do they find that out? They can call me at 715-310-4857, or they can go on to the Clam Lake Junction website or just stop in the Clam Lake gas station. It's the third year, and it's getting bigger and bigger. You know, it's a weather-related event, but even if it does rain, we still have the tent for the elk talk that's going to be going on, and a lot of the crafters and vendors and people doing the swap meet, they also have their own trailer. So rain or shine, it's going to go on. But, again, you can call me at 715-310-4857 if you want a space or if you just want to know what time it's going on. And we're having it at the 23rd because they're going to start bugling like they have already this week. And our biologist, Josh, didn't want to have it any earlier because we didn't want to goof up the rut, you know, if we were out walking around with them. All right. Well, it sounds like a lot of fun. I'm sure there are some people who are, live not too far away who might be interested, and I hope we send a few folks your way for the event. Well, I sure hope you do. Well, thank you for all the interest in it. You know, being our third year, I'm just amazed at how much interest is we're getting on it. Well, fantastic. So thank you much. Hope you have a great event. All right. Thank you. Rob Sparhawk is the organizer of the third annual Clam Lake Elk Festival. Again, his phone number is 715 three one zero four eight five seven 
or if you go on Facebook and look up Clam Lake Junction, or Rob's name, Rob Sparhawk, and he spells his last name S-P-A-R-H-A-W-K, you will find information on this festival coming up on September 23rd, that's a Saturday, right there in Clam Lake. I'm Dan Small. You are listening to Outdoors Radio. Listen to more Outdoors Radio online at dansmalloutdoors.com. Welcome back to Outdoors Radio with Dan Small. Thanks for joining us on Outdoors Radio. I'm Dan Small. Fall hunting seasons are underway with early Canada goose, teal, and morning dove, which open on September 1st, and others aren't far behind. And safety should be foremost in every hunter's mind. And, of course, every new hunter can learn safe hunting practices from a mentor and by taking a hunter education course. And joining us now to talk about hunting safety and hunter education is Wisconsin DNR Hunter Education Administrative Warden Mike Weber. Well, Mike, thanks for joining us, and welcome to the Outdoors Radio Network. Yeah, thanks for having me, Dan. You bet. Now, Wisconsin requires everyone born after January 1st, 1973 to complete the Hunter Education course before they can hunt on their own or in a situation where they're farther than arm's reach from a mentor, if I've got that right. And that's everybody age 50 and under. So that's been going on for a long time. What is the impact of that legislation? What has it been? As you know, Dan, the Hunter Education course really has a very strong history in Wisconsin. The program was initially created in 1967, and since that time, we've had over 20,000 volunteer instructors that have certified over 1 million hunters across the state. And that's been super impactful. I mean, if you look at the data, back in the 1960s, there were years when we had over 200 incidents. This last year, in 2022, we had 12. And that dramatic decline in those incidents is a direct result of the hunter education program and all of the work and dedication that those volunteer instructors do each year. And you mentioned volunteer, and this is strictly a volunteer program, isn't it? These folks aren't paid. Yeah, that's correct. I mean, our volunteer instructors are the backbone of the program, and they do an awesome job through these classes on a yearly basis, teaching our students safe firearm handling practices, conservation, hunting ethics, and really preparing that next generation of hunters to be safe and ethical when they get out in the woods. I imagine most of these instructors have been at it for a long time. Yeah, we've had several instructors that have taught for many years. Obviously, we have a service award recognition, and this year alone, we had a couple of instructors that we recognized for 50 years of service. That is really impressive when somebody's been teaching with the program for that long, because as you know, there's been a lot of changes to the program throughout the years, and their ability to handle those changes, stay with the program, and instruct students in an impactful manner is really great to see. I would imagine anybody doing something for 50 years, some of these instructors have got to be aging out of the job, so to speak. Are you losing instructors? Yeah, volunteerism obviously is something we're really focused on. And the Hunter Education Program over the past few years has had a decline in instructors. And obviously that's no different than Volunteer Fire Department, Lions Club. And being as 
uh, we recognize the trend. We're really getting out there and trying to promote a recruitment effort for new instructors. So one of the main initiatives of the program is to get out there and to get new hunter education instructors on board. Obviously, as we talked about before, you know, they have a direct impact on promoting firearm safety in Wisconsin. And I really encourage folks, if they're interested in becoming an instructor, to go on the DNR website, type in volunteer hunter education instructor, which will kind of list that application form and those requirements to become an instructor. Those minimum requirements to become a regular instructor, you have to be at least 18 years of age or older. You have to have been a graduate of the hunter education program. And then there's a form that you can fill out, a background investigation that's conducted, <clears throat> and then there's two ways to certify. Um, you can either go through, it's basically a one-day course uh, that's put on by a DNR outdoor skills trainer that teaches you how to conduct a course. Those courses typically take about six hours, or you can go through what's called an apprenticeship. And that apprenticeship is you put on two courses with a sponsoring hunter education instructor and kind of get that hands-on experience through that process. Now, you mentioned that an instructor has to be a graduate of the program. Now, some of us are old enough to have been essentially grandfathered in. Does that mean that somebody who never really took the course but was grandfathered in, they have to take the course themselves? That's correct, yeah. If they would want to be an instructor, even if they would technically be grandfathered in, you know, and be born before that 1973 date, if they were interested in being an instructor, they would have to take the course and be a graduate of the program. The other thing I'd like to mention, too, which is important for the future generation is, you know, we mentioned some of those requirements, but we also have a junior instructor program. Juniors have to be a graduate of the Hunter Education course. They can be under the age of 18, and we really encourage our current instructors that if they're out there, you know, in those courses and they're seeing a student that's really catching on and is doing great for them, don't be afraid to tell uh, those younger folks, too, that we have that program and a uh, great opportunity to get that hands-on teaching experience and just working with those DNR programs as well. How many certified instructors do you have now, do you know? Currently, right now, we're around 2,500 active volunteer instructors. Okay, and is that enough to meet the demand? Every year, we get requests for classes and inquiries from the public throughout the state on wanting more classes and whatnot, and our volunteer instructors, they do a great job, you know, meeting that need. We have many instructors that are hosting multiple classes a year and hosting different types of classes, whether it's traditional in-person course or the internet field day courses. And our instructors, like you said, they're all volunteer and they're putting in a lot of efforts. But we realize it is beneficial when we have more instructors because obviously more instructors means the ability to put on more classes going forward and to, to have more opportunities to host those. Do you find people come to you saying, I want to be a, an instructor, or do you have to actively go out and, uh, I don't know, encourage, recruit, maybe twist an arm? Yeah, we try not to twist too many arms, <laughs> but there are quite a few folks that get forwarded to us that whether they're reaching out to the DNR online or sending messages or emails, things like that, that, that come to us and are interested in the instructors, and, and we get that all set up. But as a program, too, and, and one of our initiatives, we're not afraid to, to go out there either and, and go to different events, whether it be the state trap shoot, sporting events, just different areas like that, and actively promote the program and, and to garner some interest that way. So, yeah, I'd say, Dan, it's, it goes both ways for, for getting new instructors on board. 
Dan, before we let you go, how about an elevator pitch to folks who might be out there listening and thinking, ah, maybe I want to do that. Why would you encourage them to look into becoming an instructor? Besides the impact and promoting safety and and keeping folks safe out there in the woods, you know, we talked about the the decline in incidents and the, the impact that has. I think being an instructor is really impactful because of the connection and the engagement you're going to get with your local community. I mean, I hear it all the times from different instructors throughout the state that it's really rewarding and impactful when they get out there and, you know, they're at the gas station or the grocery store and they get approached by a student who is just excited to see them and ask them, hey, do you remember me from class? And I think being that pillar in the community and being the person that's recognized as representing those safe hunting practices and putting on those great courses is a really rewarding experience. Well, fantastic. Mike, thanks so much for talking with us today. We will be talking with you and possibly some other DNR staff people about hunter safety and some other aspects of the hunting season as we get into hunting season in the next month or month and a half. And we hope that some of our listeners give a serious thought to becoming a hunter ed instructor. Thanks so much. Yeah, thanks for having me, Dan. I appreciate it. You bet. Mike Weber is the Hunter Education Administrative Warden for the Wisconsin DNR. And as he mentioned, you can go on the DNR website and just type in Volunteer Hunter Education Instructor. You'll get information on the program and how you can sign up if you're interested. I'm Dan Small. More Outdoors Radio right after this. Here's a message from our friends at Remy Battery in Milwaukee, Escanaba, and Houghton. We at Remy Battery Company want to thank all of our customers and friends we have made over the past 90-plus years and your continued support of our local, family-owned company. Stop in and see the expertise of over nine decades of battery knowledge and customer service. Let us take care of the batteries for all of your needs, from power tools to sump pumps and ATVs to hunting decoys, even down to the smallest hearing aids. Big and small, we have them all. Stop in for a free battery and electrical check before you hit the road, trails, or waters. Don't forget to ask your sales representatives about volume pricing. Call Remy at 414-384-0340 or visit online at remybattery.com for all your battery and battery accessory needs. Enjoy the ultimate shooting experience at the Range of Richfield, your one-stop shop for all shooters. Just north of the Richfield Cabela's store on Helson Drive, the Range of Richfield offers 12 state-of-the-art 25-yard indoor shooting lanes for all pistol and common rifle loads. Classes in home defense, basic handgun and concealed carry, a retail shop, trophy mount display, and more in a welcoming, family-friendly setting. Open daily except Monday to the public and members. Your ultimate shooting experience, therangewi.com. For the nonprofit Rough Grouse Society, the well-being of the Rough Grouse and American Woodcock is a special priority. But the Society's conservation work benefits more than just these two game birds. The organization's programs help a long list of other young forest wildlife, including songbirds that must have thick, brushy habitat to survive. For more information about forest wildlife habitat management, contact the Rough Grouse Society toll-free at 888-JOIN-RGS. 
Attention future hunters. Hunting season for turkey, small game, and deer is right around the corner. Don't wait to think about hunter education. The time to enroll is now. The Wisconsin DNR offers several options to choose from, making it easier than ever to enroll. Just browse for upcoming youth or adult hunter education classes at gowild.wi.gov and join the ranks of today's hunter education graduates who are ensuring the safe future of our hunting heritage. Classes fill up quickly, so don't wait. Enroll today. A message from Wisconsin DNR. Since our inception, Huntworth has worked relentlessly to incorporate innovative technologies and forward-thinking design into affordable camouflage apparel. Our gear, designed with the disruption camel pattern, utilizes computer-generated graphics featuring a high level of random and abstract visual noise to help you remain undetected in the environment. So whether you need the latest in hunting gear technology or clothing that just simply fits your lifestyle, Huntworth Gear is what you're looking for. HuntworthGear.com. That's HuntworthGear.com. Welcome back to your source for the latest hunting and fishing information. Outdoors Radio with Dan Small. Thanks for joining us on Outdoors Radio. I'm Dan Small. Well, it's time for another Lake Michigan Fishing Report sponsored by Dumper Dan's Sport Fishing Charters, Condos, and Riverfront Store located on South Pier Drive in Sheboygan and on the web at DumperDan.com. In this report, along with every report that we record this season, and it's been about a dozen of them so far, will be posted on Dan's Facebook page, Dumper Dan Sport Fishing Charters. The second sponsor this week is Dave's Who's In at 835 Indiana Avenue in Sheboygan and on Facebook at Dave's Who's In. And joining us from the water now, he's aboard a boat somewhere in the Sheboygan Harbor area, Charter Captain Dumper Dan Welch. Well, Dan, welcome back. Thanks for joining us again. You bet. Thank you, Dan, and you are correct. I am on the water fishing salmon here. The fall salmon season is upon us. Fish are coming in close. I'm fishing just inside and outside the Sheboygan Harbor. We call it the Gap Area. Nice river water pumping out into the lake right now. And we fish in here and some nice kings in here as well to be caught. Now, this is four weeks in a row, and that's unusual for us, but it's allowed us to follow the progression of the king salmon, the Chinook, coming from deeper water to staging areas a little offshore, and finally here in the harbor, in the gap. What are they up to? What's going on? Yeah, that's why we spoke every week here. I'm just trying to keep everybody informed what's going on on Lake Michigan here in you know, it can change by the the day, the minute, or the hour when it comes to fishing. But at least if I, we talk once a week, I can put folks on fish and let our customers know what's going on as well. we got a really good following on your talk radio show, and that's why we do that. And we followed it up, like you said, with a lot of pictures on our Facebook page. Like this morning, I had all six of my Dumper Dan boats out. Three of them went out deeper. Three stayed in the harbor. George, boat five, got his span limit. They had a husband-wife combination from Nebraska was out with us. They caught... 10 all kings very very nice catch my other boats that fish the harbor had six and nine fish the fish are bigger in here they fight hard but if you want a few more numbers the three other boats that went offshore fish 90 foot out to about 140 feet of water straight out of sheboygan so not real far to get to them fish either about a mile and a half two miles out they caught 12 to 18 fisher boats a little more on the numbers but the size was two three and four year old kings three different sizes of fish anywhere from six pound seven pound kings up to about 19 20 pound kings some rainbow out there too a few coho around yet and some lake trout so 
variety offshore dam um, a couple miles out, and if you want to catch a big one by the harbor areas, pretty much anywhere in Wisconsin, but here we're in Sheboygan, you can catch a nice king right off the pier, throwing your own boat or on a charter boat. Well, now, we brought some fish home when I fished with you about a month ago, a month and a half ago now, and I ate the king and the lake trout that I brought home, and gosh, they were good eating, and I had one of those two-year-old Chinook salmon that was in that six, seven-pound range, and that's perfect for filleting and grilling or broiling, whatever you like to do with them. Yeah, they are. I mean, that's why, like, the medium to larger size cohos or the smaller two- and three-year-old kings are perfect for grilling. I mean, the meat's thick enough that, you know, you got to cook them for a few minutes or cook them through, but they're not too thin that they, they cook up too quick. So a nice chunk of meat, and they grill up very nice. Anything in that 5 to 10, 12-pound range is, is perfect for the grill. It really is. And, I mean, one fish at 10 pounds will feed, you know, three, four people. I mean, it's a lot of, a lot of meat, you know, and... Uh, but it's, it's very delicious on the grill, like you mentioned, and we do that quite often here too. At Dumper Dan's at our store, our customers grill out on our, you know, outside our condos. Very delicious, very good, and fresh is always best. Now we are recording this early in the week, as we almost always do, and by the time it airs, and most people will be listening to it on Labor Day weekend. What do you anticipate they will find if they come to fish on this weekend? It'll be fantastic fishing here, Dan. I mean, with the choices I mentioned, you know, if the harbor area is not your gig and, you know, you know, you don't like the boat traffic and constantly turning to stay on fish, you know, close to the harbor, then head offshore and, and go after them fish. There's going to be boats everywhere Labor Day weekend, and I think a lot of people will catch a lot of fish. I really do. The weather, from what I can see so far, looks pretty good. Usually Labor Day weekend is a, a good weekend for salmon and trout fishing Lake Michigan, so get on out here and, and get it done. I mean, you know, we got another month or so left, and once we get into October, you know, it's just about wrapped up for the year. So Labor Day weekend, get on out here, catch some fish wherever you desire. You said your six boats were out this morning, your charter boats, but you are out alone on a private boat. People with smaller boats now can access these fish close to shore. Oh, sure. Yeah, they're easy to do. And like right now, I'm in, you know, 32 feet of water and, you know, just outside the pierheads here at Sheboygan off Blue Harbor. And you can do that. A boat just went by me. It looks like about a 14 foot aluminum crab, two guys in it with a tiller, probably 25 horse. And they got, looks like four lines out. You're allowed three lines per person. Just keep an eye on the weather and the wind. Kayaks too. You see them as well paddling around, trolling out, line out the backs or canoes. Same thing. And the piers are busy. I'm north and south pier have people on it like this morning. It was almost elbow to elbow for being during the week even. People fishing salmon on the piers too. So that time of year the fish are closer to shore, they'll start heading up the rivers and there's some big fish to be had. Now if you're trolling, what are you using this time of year? Right now I got J-plugs out. I love J-plug fishing, number three and number four J-plugs. They run on slide divers. They catch a lot of kings. And then also J-plugs on the downriggers. On the planer boards are run just monofilament line or one color or two color lead core with spoons or crankbaits. So crankbaits are good, thunder sticks, Dave Kabooms, Fast Track Rebels, J-plugs, Silver Hordes, Yuck Spoons, Pro Kings, Moonshine Spoons. Spoon plugs, crankbaits, close to shore, good speed about 2.0 to 2.2, so not real fast. Kind of a slower speed and keep it moving and have them fish will go after them. And good colors usually are, I like green in here, white, a lot of white, white and silver, green and silver, some orange, but yeah, change it up till you find some baits that catch some fish. You will see fish jumping too, I just saw one right now. Probably an 18, 20 pound king just surfaced. 
30 feet from the boat. It's cool to see this time of year. Absolutely. I gave you a couple lures when I fished with you, uh, gosh, a month or so ago, Al's Goldfish. Have you tried them? Have you caught anything on them? We tried them a couple times. We tried them that day with you, um, and uh, we didn't have anything on the one we ran. But, yeah, well, you gave me, a, like, a orange, the colors I just mentioned, uh, a green, white, silver back, an orange, white, silver back. And I'm going to try them. In fact, what right, I told you to try and use them, too, is right off our docks by our charter boats. We have spinning rods in our store, and we cast there, too. And uh, that's a good casting lure, some of the lures. So, yeah, I, I think they're kind of like a Mr. Champ or a Cleo, you know, the lures you gave me. You know, they're just a bit. I think better casting lure than maybe trolling lure, but they'll catch fish, absolutely. Now, our second sponsor this week is Dave's Who's In at 835 Indiana Avenue and on Facebook at Dave's Who's In. What can you tell us about Dave's? You can walk there from our condos, which is nice, park the car, walk right right across 8th Street and right to Dave's Who's In. We have a lot of things to do there, Dan. Miniature bowling, they have some live entertainment, good jukebox music. They have a lot of pool tables, valley pool tables dartboards, gambling machines, big place right on the corner, about a block and a half from my place, so easy walk to get there, great food, big menu, Corey does a good job cooking, and Dave does a good job bartending, definitely a place to stop, there's a lot of bar and grills in Sheboygan in our area, and they all have their own unique menu and food, but Dave's got it all, he's got chicken, perch, cod, burgers, and everything, so definitely stop in there if you're in town, and can check it out if you're hungry. And he's also got you playing pool for his team, right? I do. Yeah, I shot for his our Tuesday night league last year, and my two buddies and myself and, and one other guy with four of us. And we ended up winning the league for Dave, so we, we brought home the grand championship clock, which is hanging there, and, and a bunch of trophies and plaques. So it was, it was good to shoot for Dave again, and we did quite well there. And that's always fun hanging out with Dave. I've known him for many years and send a lot of people there. And very popular spot. Well, my son John plays for a bar up in Ashland. Maybe when he's in town again, I'll have to have a little one-on-one match there, best out of three or something. Sounds good. I'm all in. <laughs> Sounds like a good time. <laughs> yeah, but if you won the league, I don't know. You're you're the guy to beat, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we did pretty well. I ended up third place in, in the whole league as far as individual, but our team took first and a lot of fun. Good to see some bold faces, friends of mine that were in that league that I haven't seen in a while. And they do darts there, they do pool, miniature bowling, everything. Pool's definitely my game, so I enjoy doing that, especially in the winter. Yeah. Well, now after Labor Day, we've got the rest of the month ahead of us. Do you have openings? I do, yeah. I have a little bit open Labor Day weekend yet. We have condos open yet if you need a place to stay. We will be renting them out in the winter. If you need a long-term place to stay a little bit longer, stays in the winter. But as far as the charter boats go, yes, we do have openings. We can't get you out. We are getting quite a few calls yet for fall fishing, which we normally do. A lot of people like to target these fish when they come in the bigger kings. So give me a call, 920-377-1147, dumperdan.com, or our Facebook page, Dumperdan Sport Fishing Charters. Get on out here and get you on some fish and send you home with some fillets for the grill. Alrighty, well, Dan, we're going to talk to you again next week, and then we're going to give you a week off. Good luck out there. Watch for other boats. You're all alone in that boat, so you got to do everything. Talk to me, set your lines, net fish, and steer, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it has autopilot, so it kind of steers itself, but it's fun to catch one by yourself when you got to net them and reel them in. It's exciting, let me tell you. I, I like it. It's a lot of fun. All right. Well, Dan, we'll talk to you again next week. Thank you. You bet. I'll be here. Thanks a lot, Dan. Have a good Labor Day weekend. Absolutely. You too. Dan Welsh with the Lake Michigan Fishing Report from Sheboygan. His website, dumperdan.com. 
his Facebook page, Dumper Dan Sport Fishing Charters. And also this week brought to you by Dave's Who's In, 835 Indiana Avenue, right around the corner from Dumper Dan's, and on Facebook at Dave's Who's In. I'm Dan Small. You are listening to Outdoors Radio. Castle Rock and Petenwell are two of Wisconsin's largest inland lakes. With more than 60 square miles of water, they offer four seasons of outdoor fun. Halfway between the Twin Cities and Chicago, and just minutes from Wisconsin Rapids and the Dells, you'll enjoy family-friendly resorts and campgrounds, great fishing, bike trails, county, state, and national parks, and the Nesita National Wildlife Refuge. Learn more at castlerock-petenwell.com or on Facebook at Castle Rock Petenwell Lakes Association. Are you looking for that perfect Northwoods destination for outdoor recreation? Florence County has over 200,000 acres of uncrowded public land with 160 plus miles of beautiful ATV UTV trails, many lakes and rivers to fish or paddle, seven wild river waterfalls to explore, horse trails with campgrounds, and friendly bars and restaurants. Go to exploreflorencecounty.com and plan your trip today. Napa's Trading Post is Southern Wisconsin's number one Matthews and Mission archery retailer. Located just west of Arena on Highway 14, they have a full-service pro shop, a 40-yard indoor range, a large selection of archery accessories, and a full assortment of Matthews apparel. Their expert staff can tune your bow for top performance. Gear up for bow season at Pappas Trading Post. Look for the two giant arrows and stop at Pappas Trading Post on Highway 14 west of Arena or visit PappasTradingPost.com. Enjoy the ultimate shooting experience at the Range of Richfield, your one-stop shop for all shooters. Just north of the Richfield Cabela's store on Helson Drive, the Range of Richfield offers 12 state-of-the-art 25-yard indoor shooting lanes for all pistol and common rifle loads. Classes in home defense, basic handgun and concealed carry, a retail shop, trophy mount display, and more in a welcoming, family-friendly setting. Open daily except Monday to the public and members. Your ultimate shooting experience, therangewi.com. For the nonprofit Ruffed Grouse Society, the well-being of the Ruffed Grouse and American Woodcock is a special priority. But the Society's conservation work benefits more than just these two game birds. The organization's programs help a long list of other young forest wildlife, including songbirds that must have thick, brushy habitat to survive. For more information about forest wildlife habitat management, contact the Ruffed Grouse Society toll-free at 888-JOIN. RGS. Attention future hunters. Hunting season for turkey, small game, and deer is right around the corner. Don't wait to think about hunter education. The time to enroll is now. The Wisconsin DNR offers several options to choose from, making it easier than ever to enroll. Just browse for upcoming youth or adult hunter education classes at gowild.wi.gov and join the ranks of today's hunter education graduates who are ensuring the safe future of our hunting heritage. Classes fill up quickly, so don't wait. Enroll today. A message from Wisconsin DNR. Welcome back to Outdoors Radio with Dan Small. Welcome back to Outdoors Radio. I'm Jeff Kelm. We're brought to you by Cedar Lake Sales on Highway 33 West in West Bend on the web at cedarlakesales.com. And Cedar Lake Sales is taking storage reservations now for this upcoming winter season. And uh, it's first come, first serve. Contact them to make sure that you get a spot. Uh, check out Cedar Lake Sales website for details. We're also brought to you by Huntworth Gear, Performance Camo Wear, at a price you can afford. 
huntworthgear.com. By Ducks Unlimited, a proud sponsor of Outdoors Radio and of Duck Hunters Everywhere. To learn more about the world's leader in wetlands conservation, visit ducks.org. And brought to you by Castle Rock Pete and Well Lakes Association, 60 square miles of fun on the water, castlerock-petenwell.com, and by Woodside Ranch Resort and Conference Center, woodsideranch.com. And if our TV show Outdoor Wisconsin is not airing where you live, you can watch past episodes at milwaukeepbs.org. We are currently working on the Deer Hunt Wisconsin show for this fall, but our past shows from the last several years are all archived on the Deer Hunt Wisconsin TV YouTube channel. We've got uh, this radio show online for you to download, take with you in a couple of different places. Go to lake-link.com. Go to the Outdoor Radio page, and you can download the show and listen at your leisure. You can also find it on the Outdoor News website. Go to outdoornews.com slash podcasts and download it there. You can find uh, Dan on social media at Dan Small Outdoors. You can find me across social media at Hardwater Jeff. Well, coming up soon, September 15th is the deadline for eligible hunters who want to participate in the gun deer hunt for hunters with disabilities to contact and confirm their location with a hunt sponsor. So if you've got somebody in mind uh, whose land you want to hunt on and you are eligible, contact them by September 15th. For more information, you can go on the DNR website and type in the keywords deer hunt for hunters with disabilities. Well, you heard about uh, Elk Fest. There's a lot going on on Saturday, September 23rd. And if you did not get Rob's phone number, uh, as uh, Jeff mentioned, you can listen to the show, slow it down, and write it down. I'll give it to you one more time. 715-310-4857. He's on Facebook as well, and he's looking for shed antlers that he can put out like Easter eggs for the kids to find. Also, in Burnett County, the second annual Jim Jordan Fest, celebrating the former world record whitetail buck taken by Jim Jordan near Danbury, Wisconsin in 1914. That event starts at 10 a.m. on the 23rd, and also on the 23rd, Warren Nelson and friends are performing at the Harborview Event Center in Washburn at 7.30. For more info and ticket information, go to his website, warrennelson.com. The DNR tells us they'd like help monitoring elk this fall. If you see an elk when you're hunting or out hiking or just viewing the colors, You can go to the DNR's website and type in large mammal observation information, and it'll tell you how you can report that. Well, I want to thank everybody who entered the drawing for tickets to see Charlie Barron's live at the Westby Performing Arts Center this weekend. That show and several others are sold out, but there are tickets available for many of the other venues. And I'll be joining ticket winners Daffy Bina and Gerard Hellenbrand and their guests to enjoy Charlie's performance in Westby. Well, Jeff, anything else we want to share with folks? Uh, you know, uh, we're going to get into a fall season where uh, we're going to have a lot of people out there. So just, you know, be kind to one another. There's going to be people on the water, in the woods. I'm looking forward to it myself, but uh, be kind to one another. Good message. I'm Dan Small here with Jeff Kelm. Get outside this Labor Day weekend. Be kind and stay safe out there and join us again next week for Outdoors Radio. Let's get to the perfect speed. Oh, how I love leaving the shore behind. When the cool 
midnight swallows the moose's nose and the heron is fishing on one cold leg when the loon cries lover in the blue north wind I'll be trolling home to you When my wrist gets a little chilly On the gunnel When my lazy Ike is just too lazy to lure When the worms go dry coffee can honey 